Welcome to the Prompt Engineering Podcast, where we teach you the art of writing effective prompts for AI systems like ChatGPT, Midjourney, Dolly, and more. Each week, we explore prompting techniques, interviews with experts and newbies, and tips on selling your prompts. Here's your host, Greg Schwartz. Welcome to the Prompt Engineering Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Schwartz. So we have a guest with us today. Go ahead and introduce yourself. So it's funny. My my dad was an electrical engineer, so he always pushed me for those things. I ended up doing some calculus in high school. Then I'm like, dude, I'm out. I don't get the jokes anymore. I don't belong here. <laughs> but then I ended up going into graphic design, which is for me the perfect combination of like technical and creative. So I was able to validate the two ideas and more on the creative side. And what's interesting about the I got exposed to ChatGPT. Alex Hermosi videos he did a video and he's you gotta watch this and then i watched it and it was like oh my god i I gotta get on on this so i got it and i started using it and then for me it's for me i think your experience matters because then you know you have an understanding of certain questions you're going to ask right and so i'm also part of this coaching group and part of the thing that we do is we ask better questions yeah. Better questions lead you to better answers. But if you don't know what question to ask, you won't get the right answer. So it's a very interesting because you don't know what you don't know. I have no idea about coding. So like when I see some of these prompts and things like that on the internet, on YouTube, I'm like, I, I wouldn't even know where to start to ask. I don't even have the language to ask those questions. So I don't go there. So I ask other things that I'm interested about. I ask those kind of questions. And because I'm a curious type, like I've worked on, like, if my car doesn't work, I want to get in there and see why it doesn't work and then fix it. Like, that's why I do. One of the things that I was curious about is what, since you were saying you, you aren't an engineer and that totally makes sense. A lot of people in this aren't, what techniques have you been using? For instance, for my business, so I do graphic design and I do websites. So real basic emails, like I write an email out and I say, Hey, can you make it a little bit better? Boom. That's great. So that helps me with that and organizing my thoughts. For instance, if I have a converse, discovery conversations with a new client, I write all this stuff down, all these ideas, and I basically just punch them in the GPT. And so it goes through and organizes this. And then I see it and I'm like, okay, can, can you make it a little bit less formal? Can you talk about this? Can you add this? Can you take? So I'm, it's been amazing. Like for proposals, like I hate proposals, but this is, I can get all my random thoughts and it organizes it all. That's awesome. So it sounds like mostly zero shot prompting, probably not much in the way of role playing. Is that right? Okay. So I did some role playing in the beginning. I was like, I did some sales training. I'm like, okay, pretend you're helping me with sales and let's have, let's have a conversation. You're the client, I'm the salesperson and now I'm asking you questions to get to, to know you a little bit better. So I, I did that a few times. So that was interesting. And then it gets a little wobbly. And I'm like, I got to get it back. So I try to get the program back on track. (laughs) Yes, yes, totally. (laughs) There's two views of people out there. Uh, Friends of mine, they're like, oh my gosh, the apocalypse is going to kill us all. That's the one side. And the other side, they're like, okay, let's like figure out how this thing works. So I always tell people like, listen, apocalypse aside, I'm going to figure out how this thing works. It's it's interesting to me. Yeah. What originally got you into prompting and chat GPT? Alex Hermosi, he's all over the internet. He puts a video out. He's, he says, you got to check this out. 
So I was like nice. glued to his explaining what ChatGPT was about. I'm like, that's uh, like for me. If I hear something that like uh, gr- takes a hold of me in such a powerful way, I'm like, I'm on it. I'll stop when I'm not start. Just I'm logging in. I'm starting. I'll get on it. And so that's how I got it. Like this last weekend, this interesting. I was like, I got in my noggin and I want to do NFTs. Mm-hmm. So I use ChatGPT. Okay, if I'm a beginner wanting to do NFTs, what is the process? What is the steps I need to take, right? And so, boo, you got to get a crypto wallet. You got to get this. You got to get this. And then give us some suggestions. And then I'm like, okay, what is this? What is this? And I ask a question. And then within an hour, I was on, had an NFTs up. Like I got the crypto, the Coinbase. I got this thing. I got the thing on the browser. And I got the NFT, three like NFT websites. And I did some art and I, I loaded it up there. And that was like really amazing. Like it helped me like do this within an hour or so. That's awesome. And that's amazing. Definitely I can is. do stuff. I can learn about things. And I, I ask it questions like, what is, like the other, last night, I saw, I'm a weirdo. I saw, we're watching movies and these guys clink their glasses. I'm like, okay, where did that come from? How, so I asked him, so where did clinking come from? And what is that all about? So he told me the history and it was all about the clink and they would spill into each other's glasses so they would know that it wasn't poisoned. Is that actually true? That's I don't know. One, that's one idea that it came up with. And it had some other ideas, but that was like that's an interesting. You know, so I do things like that. Something gets in my head. I'm like, what is that? It sounds like you're doing less of. I am crafting a prompt for a specific thing, and I've been working on it for three weeks or Ooh. whatever. Yeah. And more of just the I have a question, or I have a problem, or I have a project yeah. like the NFTs, and yeah. I want to learn about it. Is that right? Yeah, and also the weight training. It's, yeah, I want to create myself a six week program. So I don't have to write it all down and do the math and percentages and Excel files. I just want to do this. And that's what I'm working on. If I can create myself a six-week program strength training, which is heavy on Mondays, light on Wednesdays, and medium on Fridays with these different exercises with warm-ups and all those things, then it's like I could punch it in. I could create programs for people based on these prompts. That's so kind I'm of, putting it on know, screen now. I'm curious to hear... How did you iterate on this? I'm noticing some pretty specific, you're yeah. putting in the starting weights, you're giving it specific instructions about like yeah. when to do different things. So basically so like, this program is a linear progression. So with squats, you start with squats on Monday, 200 pounds, say, okay, on Wednesday, you do like light, 80% less. Mm-hmm. But and on Friday, you do medium. And so actually I'm 51 years old, I'm intermediate, if you're young at 20-something, you're basically going to be adding five pounds. Every time you do squats, three times a week, you go to a 200, 205, 210. Monday, 215, 220, 220. Like you will add and you'll get huge. Like I started doing this stuff at 45 pounds. Now I'm up to 210 pounds squatting. Nice. Okay. So you get a certain level like intermediate, like you plateau a little bit and you this age. So you have to mix it up a little. So I'm trying to do this sort of heavy, light, medium on Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. And that's what I was trying to do. Got there it. is an actual program that does it. I just don't want to have to do the math. I just want to be able to say, okay, start here in six weeks. I'm going to end up here. So the numbers keep adding up over the six-week period. That totally makes sense. Okay. Since we've got people both watching and listening, the watchers are able to see this, but the listeners can't, obviously. Okay. So let me just read this prompt off yeah. real quick. As your strength training coach, I will design a three by five program based on the starting strength program by Mark Ripito that suits your requirements. 
you're a 51-year-old intermediate lifter looking for a heavy, light, medium program, and you want to squat 200 pounds on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Deadlifts will be on Wednesdays only. On odd weeks, you want to bench press on Mondays and Fridays and overhead press on Wednesdays. On even weeks, oops, on even weeks, you want to do overhead press on Mondays and Fridays and bench on Wednesdays. Your starting weights are 200 pounds for squat, 115 pounds for overhead, 160 pounds for bench press, and 296 pounds for deadlift. Each lift will have a warm up set, starting at 45 pounds with three reps, three, three sets of five reps, one set of three reps, and one set of two reps. After the warm up sets, you'll do three sets of five working sets for each lift. This program is specifically designed for an older intermediate lifter like you. So I'm curious, just have if go ahead and read out the some of the output. It did do good. It got a little confused, honestly. So for instance, I wanted to do a bench on Mondays and Fridays and overhead on Wednesdays. And then the next week you switch it. So you do overhead on Mondays and Fridays and bench on Wednesdays. But it wasn't quite understanding that. So I, I ran into a wall, not a wall, but... I didn't quite complete my task or get it to do it the right way. I was going to do week one and week two and give it an example and say, okay, now do this for the next six weeks. Figure out a different way to to tackle the problem because it was, I think I confused it. (laughs) That makes sense. And just for the audience, that's an example of giving a shot prompt. So we've talked a little bit about shot prompting on previous episodes. Shot prompting is either... I'm not including any examples of the output, which is called zero shot. I'm including exactly one, his example of here is what Monday of week one would look like. And it's this lift, this number of weights, et cetera. And then few shot prompting is, let me obviously give a bunch of those. I think sometimes it needs it. Yeah, it definitely does. (laughs) And did it help to add that in this case? Wait, I haven't also, I was actually trying to do it while I was waiting for you to get on call. So I haven't. Finished. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna work. I just haven't completed the task, so I'm gonna do this week. Cool. So, just for the listeners, here's an example of the output. Here's your revised program with squats performed on all three days and deadlifts only on Wednesdays. Obviously, it's still getting confused. But week one, Monday, squat three by five at 200 pounds. Warm up sets: 45 pounds, five reps; 95 pounds, five reps; 135 pounds, five reps. Wednesday, here's your, so I'm not going to read this whole thing. Yeah, yeah, no, I get the idea. It's like, it's geeking out for the weight training crowds. If you look at this, your eyes are going to roll back in your head and you're going to just, <laughs> you might as well tell me, t- explain code to me. I'll have the same reaction. <laughs> so actually, one trick that I have seen that I actually haven't personally used, it just hasn't been relevant yet, but is asking ChatGPT to format the output as a table. And that might be useful for you in this case, yes. just so that you're not, here's a paragraph and I have to break up each of the things by day. And, you know, yeah. I was doing that originally. I asked it to do the columns. Nice. And then at some point it's, no, I'm not going to do columns anymore. I think I'm going to do your list. You know, it, it, it <laughs> As always. Funny. Yeah. Once things roll out of context, it'll start yeah. forgetting and you have to go, wait, wait, do that in a table, please. That's right. That's right. But the tables are very useful. And it's, I was like, even the first reiteration, when it spit out the numbers, I was like, it was very impressive to see that roll out. And because I, I kind of know what the numbers should look like. So I could see that it was adding the five pounds and the 10 pounds to the deadlift. So it was doing its job. It was doing it and it wasn't perfect. But the fact that it was cranking out these numbers, I was like, dude, this is cool. 
Awesome. Pumped. I'm getting pumped. <laughs> yep. Getting pumped for weightlifting. Yeah, absolutely. And I've only been doing weightlifting for three or four years. So I was like never a gym person, gym bro. I'm not a gym bro, but it's as you get older, you need to get freaking your muscle mass and your bone density goes down. So you need, I don't want to fall down, break my hip. You know? Good call. Yeah. Good call. In the vast experience, and I'm joking when I say that, because earlier before we got on the recording, we were chatting about how almost everyone I've talked to is, oh yeah, I have two months of experience doing this. I have six months of experience. <laughs> but in, in your vast experience, what would you say are the key factors in making a prompt successful? As a veteran of three months, I would say, <laughs> that's funny right there. I would say it, you have to remain curious. You have to be like, this is just, it's a tool. And in order for you to succeed, it's like, you have to stay curious. You have to keep asking questions. You have to ask better questions. You have to, it, it helps if you know what you, you want the answer to be. So it's basically just massaging it, talking to it and asking better, different questions to, to get what you want. Uh, it takes time, but it's, if you're not fascinated by this process, you're not going to like doing this. But if you're curious and you're like, oh, interested, if you're geeking out on this kind of stuff, you'll be there for hours doing this. And it's, I think, stay curious, my friend. <laughs> I can definitely agree with that. I have had many a late night of, wait, it's what time? <laughs> yeah, we're not alone on that one. I've heard that from a lot of people. What would you recommend to people who are starting with prompt engineering as so many of the listeners are, where they're just like, chat GPT sounds cool, but I don't really know how to use it. Like, where would they start? I would start with what is it that you do and you're interested in trying to basically like figure out a way to use gpt to help you do what you do whether it's your hobby your business your your interest anything it could be anything just figure out a way or come up with a way to help you do a an aspect of it even if it's like hey this thing helps me write better emails boom i don't have to i hate typing I'm, that, i do this because this is how i feel when i'm typing i don't have to <laughs> like i'm uh, Some oh, very T-Rex like. Yeah, it's how it feels like I'm ah. clucking. I'm English is second language. I don't know how to spell things over and over again. Like though, it's just certain words I just don't get it for years now. So start <laughs> with you, what you know, and then build from there. And then as you go, keep watching videos, keep watching podcasts, be interested, and find a niche or something that you're interested in. Start. It's like a thread on a sweater. Like you find something, you're like, oh, what's that? And you start pulling that thing, and all of a sudden you've discovered a whole night will take you places that you can't even imagine. Nice. So you're prompting, are you doing it in a prompt engine? Are you doing it in the playground? Are you doing it in just the chat GPT sort of web just app? Chat GPT. If there's something else I should be in, I'm send me link. I'll sign up. <laughs> you said there's a, like a playground. Is that something? That's something I'm so playground is a more technical version okay. of the chat GPT interface. It's okay. got a bunch of interesting controls that you can use around what are called temperature and top P, which basically are ways of saying, how random do you want the answers to be? If you're doing math, you want basically no randomness because you want the actual answer. Yeah. But yeah. if you're, I don't know, brainstorming what to write for marketing copy, for example, you can turn the randomness up because you don't want tell me about problems that people have who are guitar players in it to be like selling tickets. Yeah, no, duh. Tell me something else. So you turn up the randomness and yeah. it'll be like people, I don't know what it's going to say, but people stealing their sheet music or something yeah. like that. It's higher randomness leads to more creativity yeah. 
but also more noise. So yeah, yeah, it's a double-edged sword. I think given ChatGPT context is important. I think that's that's helped a lot. If you give it more information and background about where you're going. I actually saw this video yesterday. It was very interesting. It says, and then you ask it, if you have any questions before you start, and then it, it will ask you if you have clarifying questions, and then you can run the program. So that's very interesting. So I'm watching ChatGPT videos while I'm waiting, resting between sets. So I'm like, this. I got chalk nice. everywhere. That's so awesome. Yeah, context is important. The whole, here's what you, I want you to do, but first ask me questions to improve the output. Yeah. That nuance is really useful. I've seen that yeah. used on a few prompts. It's fascinating, man. I mean, the fact that there's already jobs that people do, and there's a part of me that's FOMO. There's a FOMO aspect to it. I don't want to miss out. Like it, I'm interested in what this will do to my business. Am I going to be out of a job? Rather than be afraid of it, I'm embracing it because I'm like, I want to know what's happening and where it's going. And I want to be on top. I just, I guess I want to be on top of kind of tracking it so I can make moves if I need to. Like if I need to pivot in my business, if I need to get out of the business or whatever it is I'm supposed to be doing, at least I have a, my eye on something, then I can make a more informed decision. That totally makes sense. It, it feels like Seems I, similar. I should be doing that. Like, I, I don't know how people are like, I, I'm afraid of people who are like, oh, it's evil and it's, it's going to take over. I'm like, yeah, those are concerns that are valid, but don't just ignore it. Have you sold any prompts or bought any prompts? No, I just got here. No worries. I asked because I actually created a sales analysis for people on PromptBase. So PromptBase, for context, is a website where you can sell and purchase prompts. Okay. And I'm selling one about writing a good cover letter where you paste in your resume, you paste in the job description, okay. and then it out. Here's a cover letter for that job position using your resume yeah. details. Anyway, when I was thinking about how to build that, or really when I was thinking about what do I want to build, I went and did this analysis where I took all of the data on prompt base and basically said, okay, where are the niches that are earning a fair amount of money, but don't have a ton of competition? Because it turns out some of them like marketing as a whole, it has, I don't even remember how many hundred prompts being oh, sold. Oh, gotcha. So marketing, you know, the, it's kind of saturated. Exactly. At least on prompt base, oh. maybe in other areas, it's not as saturated. But I was specifically thinking I want to sell a prompt on prompt base. So where should I focus my energy? And so anyway, I did this analysis. It is available on Gumroad. People listening, I will put a link to it. But yeah, that's why I've been curious about if you're selling or if you're buying any, how did you think about that? So it's okay that you aren't doing that. But feel free. It's actually pretty awesome. I mean, if I can figure out these training course, training prompts, there's like ton of different like programs and there actually exist on an Excel file. That would actually be, yeah, I bet there would be people who are like, I don't want to figure out all the math. But the Excel files do you the know, math. Lifting program. So you punch in the numbers and it does it all for you. But maybe it doesn't matter. I don't know. Who knows? It's definitely worth trying. <laughs> I know there are fitness prompts. I don't remember if there are any specifically around weightlifting most of them are around give me six exercises to do at home or more nutrition focused yeah. stuff here's what's in my fridge tell me what i can cook kind of yeah. thing is there anything in the news that has you particularly excited oh, that you've heard about recently 
I guess the increase in quality of ChatGPT tutorials and insights and things, so that, that, that is exciting. It's also terrifying to see where this could go. It's like there's a terrifying and an exciting aspect, both at the same time. This is terrifying, Absolutely. but this is super exciting. Oh my God, we're all going to die, but this is really amazing. <laughs> so, <laughs> Skynet's coming up online tomorrow, but wait, I got to sell a couple prompts before then. I don't know. <laughs> yes, I know I what mean, you mean. Just it, the more we focus on bad things, the more I get anxious and anxiety and anxious and, and, and it shuts me down. So it's a trick to be able to like keep your peace do what you're supposed to be doing. What is it I'm supposed to do today? What is it that excites me? What is it that brings me joy? Do that, right? And then we're all going to die. Okay, that's a given. Fine, we're all going to die. We don't know when, but we're all going to die. But so remain in peace and do the things you're meant to do in life. If yeah, make sense. and the FOMO thing is real. Not falling for FOMO too yeah, much. Yeah, just find, really the, makes joy, a big find the thing that brings you joy and go do that. And then forget exactly. about the clickbaity stuff. If I can make you laugh, yes. like I made you laugh. And to me, that's regardless of whether I sell a prompt or whatever, if I ever, I got to meet you, Greg. And that's the, actually, that was the most important part of this whole thing. If yeah. me getting on ChatGBT to get to talk to you was what it was all about, then dude, I'm good. You know what I mean? That's, that's how I feel about this podcast as a whole is I want to educate people about here's how to write good prompts and here's some really specific techniques. But also just connecting yeah. with people is so much yeah. fun. So yeah, yeah totally. With you. This, not, this is a good conversation. Hopefully it was valuable to you and it brings value to your listeners. I love podcasts. So I'm not, like, I constantly listen to podcasts. So being a part of a conversation to me is super awesome. Do you have any links, social media, anything like that you want to oh, share? I have my website. I could, actually, uh, I could put it in. It's envisionairedesign.com. And that's my Perfect. business. And from there's Instagram and Facebook and things like that. I don't tweet. I haven't figured that one out. Maybe ChatGPT can help me tweet better. I think it can. Uh, okay, I think good. it can. Uh, awesome. All right. I will put your website in cool. the description. And thank you so thank much. Thank you, Greg. Thanks for coming to the Prompt Engineering Podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping you learn how to be a better prompt engineer, how to sell your prompts if that's something you're into, or just use them in your day job. See you soon.